welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap, coming from our temporary slash new clap cave. We are in a restaurant at the corner of 11th and Ogden, and it is called Barracudas. And this is actually been a place that Doug and I come to pretty frequently before and after the podcast. I call it Kudas. Uh, since I relocated to a very inconvenient part of town, I was going to say Doug and I have decided to meet in the middle, and this was the best place for us. And the bartender, Emily, has very graciously decided to let us record here. So this is, what, our third clap cave? Yeah. I kind of miss our second one. I do miss our second one, but I couldn't deal with the owner. That's right. The second clap cave was our best clap cave because it was fantastic and it smelled great. And there was booze. And booze. Yeah. Well, there's booze here, but... But still, like I said, we were alone and quiet and it was fantastic. However, on that clap cave note, we should have Brian on again sometime soon. I was going to ask, like, what his name was. I, I, will, I will text him again. So, like I said, temporary clap cave. I kind of like the background ambiance. Yeah, no, I had no problem being in a uh, dead spot between the speakers, and I'm getting some really good bounce back in my voice from the stucco walls. So, so we should talk about the fact that we have actually swapped out our normal snowflake for a new mic. We got a new mic. We've... Uh, I guess old, recovered. Old new mic. Uh, recovered uh, the Zoom. The Zoom uh, H4n, which is a industry standard in terms of podcasting. But we got it back from uh, Lizzie, who I met with earlier this week. Uh, for more on that meeting, listen to Dam. Um, but we're recording this, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm liking the levels. But let's, you know, they don't tune in. Tear some up microphones. You realize that some of the episodes of uh, Twenty Proof were unlistenable to me because you guys left a fan on. Yeah, people listen. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, that was super bad. Anyways, let's dive into the list. Doug, you can go first. I have such the list, such the list. Oh, I'm sorry. I should give a warning. I have a cold, so I'm very sorry if I'm a little scratchy, and I am drinking hot water, lemon, and honey. I am not, and I am not. Um, let's just jump right into... I've been watching Lucifer. God, Tom Ellis, why are you so goddamn charming? And when you combine him with Clark Kent, whose name I suddenly forget, Tom Wellington. It is Tom Wellington. I think it's not Wells? No, it's Wellington. Oh, God, so good. So, not only is the hotness factor kicked up... Oh, look, it's Dean Cade. He was on, like, some... He's on some sports show now. It's like, yeah, who gives a fuck? Um, so he did play professional sports before. It was like, he burned out his knee or something and then became Superman. And it would be blow out his knee, but still. What did I say? Burned out. He could have burned it out. He's not an electrical circuit. Okay. It would be blew out his knee. Um... You just imagine a knee blowing another knee at that point. Well, I didn't until this exact second. Thank yeah, you for that. knees have dicks. Um, but I am in love with these, this pair of Tom Wellington you and, like and Tom Ellis. Oh yes, it's like almost as good as him and. Uh, God, what is the character name? Him and the female detective in season one. In. Lucifer? Yeah. Chloe? There we go. I couldn't think of her name. I kept wanting to say Chloe. Well, no, she's like super in love with Tom Wellington, who is Kane. So let's just start using character names. Like I said, I really love that she is in love with him, but now Lucifer kind of has that adversarial 
was going to say interaction between the two of them with Tom Wellington instead of with her. It is a very weird love uh, triangle. Triangle. Um, you're never because gonna get Chloe getting drunk and showing up at his club and saying it's hot as hell in this five star shithole. It's gonna be very interesting because there is a love of a wouldn't say love affair, but I'd say a power affair um, between Kane, Lucifer, and Chloe because Chloe offsets Lucifer's divine powers, but doesn't seem to offset Kane's. Nope. Which would be. Lucifer's father's, as they say, uh, sense of humor. Gods. Who I did not know went under the name Chuck on Supernatural, and that's a whole other story. Are you familiar with the Depeche Mode song called uh, Black Sunday? No. Well, there's Why would I ever be... Because Depeche Mode's awesome and shut your filthy whore mouth. They are not, and no, I shouldn't. Like I said... The line is, I don't mean to stir at any blasphemous rumors, but I think that God's got a sick sense of humor. He really does. Yeah, the Doug Bill Platypus. The end. I really want to know what it tastes like. Me too. I mean, does it like taste like, does it taste like mammal? I'd imagine it. Uh, I would, well, it's a mammal, but I would imagine it's fatty like a duck. So you think it's kind of gamey? No, it's fatty like a duck. I just said that. So you think it's gamey? That's not what gamey means. That actually kind of does. No, gamey's like stringy and no, dry and... No, gamey a little bit fatty. No, it doesn't. Fine. No, it doesn't. Okay, fine. I love Lucifer and Kane. I love it. They got to play a gay couple in the last episode. I know, I watched them when they're planning the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and Chloe's like, you don't get to choose who your partner is in this. Kane becoming more, I wouldn't say human, but human. Um, I love it. And the fact that, like, Lucifer does say, like, you've done everything, you know, God has put you up against, but you've never made a deal with the devil. Now you have. Like and I said, they make the deal to kill him. Do you think it's foreboding that Lucifer says, I will figure out the way to kill you if it's the last thing I do? I don't think it's foreboding. I was really sad when they were drinking drinks out on the balcony and they didn't just knock the glasses off the balcony. I don't remember that part. Oh, yeah, I do. At the very end. Um, they take the glasses back inside. I kind of just, you know, because he's Lucifer, I just kind of wanted him to swap the glass glass off the balcony and let it land where it may. That would be very Lucifer. Um, but I, I, I remember think... in the first episode when they bust in on him having the three-way with the girl and the guy and he makes the joke, it is called a devil's three-way. That's how I knew I was going to like that series. I just knew I loved Tom Ellis. I knew I loved Tom Ellis because I watched Miranda, and I still fucking love that show. You watched what? Miranda. What is Miranda? It's this British BBC show. The lead character is played by Miranda. I can't think of her last name. And Tom Ellis plays the love interest, and he's a chef that works next door to her shop. And they're fucking hilarious together. So it's like better-looking black books? No, because she's not... Miranda's a very talented woman, but she's like 6'1", and she's not particularly good-looking, and she's super awkward. So if Tom Ellis was a little bit too good-looking to be your love interest... Reacher versus uh, Settler. Exactly. But it was okay. still really funny and really interesting. Okay. Um, hmm. So I'm really enjoying Lucifer coming back from the, uh, the mid-season finale. And I really 
like that Fox didn't fuck with it too much. They kind of just let them do their thing. They really do. Like, the, the, there was a whole uprising in terms of that first that show first started with all of the uh, Christian, you know, family values group going, oh, no, you are making the devil look sympathetic. A, he is, and B, he started as an angel, and C, you all rose up against Dexter, and he ended up as a lumberjack with a bad season finale, so, series finale. Well, if you remember so, when we first started talking about Lucifer, I was very angry, because it wasn't even close to what had happened in the Lucifer comics. Which However, we will see, because they did start the second universe at the end of the second season. Yeah, point there. However, Tom Ellis won me over. And I think this is actually oh, yeah. kind of a big shift in Fox, where they used to just act shows if they didn't perform well enough, but they kept Lucifer. And I think it is performing like if, better. Like I said, if Firefly had been on now, they would have kept it. Well, there's that whole joke with Guardians of the Galaxy where it's like, why can't we think of something like that? We did. It was called Firefly. And they chucked the guy out the window. Yep. Um, speaking of DC, I watched the new DC animated Batman Gotham by Gaslight. Which, this is one of the comics that kind of escaped me. It wasn't... It was just in that window of I wasn't reading comics a whole lot, which pisses me off because it was written by, the original comic was written by Brian Augustine, who co-wrote a lot of Flash with Mark Wade, Which you love. I love. Uh, and was drawn by some guy you might have heard of called Mike Magnola, who oh, created no, I just, Hellboy. Like I said, I just heard of him a little. Yeah. Um, so to have something written by Brian Augustine and drawn by Mike Magnola... Seems a little strange that, that I missed, uh, but I never went back. I, I, I'm aware of it. Um, and what it is is basically Batman set in Victorian times. Uh, it's one of the what's called Elseworlds tales, um, or Elseworlds, where... You see me roll my eyes, but I rolled my eyes. What, what, I'm explaining that? No, it's just that it's set in the Victorian era. I roll. Victorian era... Gotham. I mean, it's still cobble streets and horse-drawn carriages. Oh, there's an eye roll. Jack the Ripper? That's who he's fighting. Ugh. Or a Ripper-like character in Gotham. Um, yeah, Deb did the, like, he silent... To have the, 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 the silent scream on that one. Now cry so hard, but you know what, Deb, comes out. But... <laughs> you wouldn't listen to Lana Del Rey's shoplift lipstick... Now tell your mother a bitch for no reason. <laughs> her, she's not her mom. Her name is Shannon. Anyway, big mouth aside. Um, Just so you know, every Gotham by Gaslight is fucking phenomenal. Um, Deb, you will not see the twist coming on that. And I'm wondering if the twist is in the comic. Um, having never read the comic, the twist on who the Ripper character is is fucking awesome. Um... Uh, I was impressed by, once again, the voice acting. It's uh, Brian Greenwood, um, who's been Batman He's since... Been Batman for quite some time. Yeah. Um, I do love, and I will say this, the one spoilerly, spoilerly thing on this is that um, the Catwoman character, Selena Kyle, gets drugged by the Ripper character. I'm not going to say it's Troy Dendy. Um, he gets drugged she gets drugged by like a um, sleep aid. Did they get rid of the gecko and now it's 
gets drugged by a sleep aid from the Victorian era, which is a mix of salient, salient alcohol, laudlum, and heroin. Why is she not dead? I would imagine, like, small parts of each one. That um, still seems like a mixture for death. But it's still, once again, like... One of those like I wish I wish I was just give her the heroin, give her the laudanum. But once again, like I wish I was like an old timey doctor because it's like you got ghost in the blood, you should do cocaine about that. Like cocaine, cocaine. I was doing the little yeah. Anyway, Doctor Roxo, the rock and roll clown. So yeah, a combination of that and like the Rick James cocaine's a hell of a drug. Damn it, I need to go I need to go on YouTube and just watch Dr. Roxo clips. Oh, I'm sure they have a super cut. I woke um, up with a clown's hand in my pants. That's how I woke up today. That, was that Nathan That was Murderface. Murderface. William Murderface. Murderface, Murderface. Murderface, Murderface. Thank you, Derek. So You're welcome. Um Shout out to Emily for bringing us things. You're welcome. Dynamite dropping Emily. So, um, once again, DC Animated fucking killing it. They, they tend to do pretty well. There's been a few that have been kind of disappointing. And I have to tell you, I was at a Best Buy recently, and you know they have the, the Justice League Dark? Mm -hmm. And the one I sent you had Constantine, but yeah. now the new ones have Harley Quinn as the figure, and I was like, oh. She's like, not in that. Like I said, they still had her as a figure. In Justice League Dark? With the, you have the DVD, and then you get, you get a little figure with it. They totally had Harley Quinn. And I was sad, because I wanted the Constantine one. Sorry, I'm the moving my that. glasses around. I have a cold. At least I'm not falling asleep like that one time when I had the flu. We've all fallen asleep on the show. All three of us. Ryan, because he did that crazy fucking uh, rucksack. Go ruck. that, yeah, that go ruck thing. Rucksack. And you, because you were, you know, tired. But that wasn't on no applause. That was no, on that D20. Was, that was on D20. That was on D20 proof. I think I've fallen asleep more than once, just, but, and most of the time it's just because I'm sick. But luckily, in, on D20 pills. proof, like, my character was knocked out on the ship, so it kind of worked. Um... Yeah, exhaustion. You were just getting really into character. Yeah. Um, speaking of getting really into character, nice segues. Um, I watched Pitch Perfect and Pitch Perfect 2. You know, it's one of those things where you and I occasionally watch something totally out of character. I mean, I in general watch unbiased. Like, I'll watch about anything. But I was not expecting to watch Pitch Perfect. Yeah, no one was. And I really liked it. Like, I'm not going to get, like, There's super... There's a reason why it was a hit, honey. It reminded me a lot of, like, Bridesmaids. Or Mean Girls would be a better PG-13 well, in terms. Well, it's one of those where you have a very strong female cast that's really funny. And it's a, a new original idea, so to speak. I mean... And I really like Rebel Wilson. She's so funny in that... The well, have better... you ever seen her on talk shows? Because there's one where she shows off her nunchuck skills. And she's actually pretty fucking good. Um, and there's another one where she goes on and she has a necklace that says Rebel. And they're like, I like your necklace. She's like, thank you. It was my grandmother's. <laughs> exactly. My favorite character on all of Pitch Perfect. The first one. Falula? Who's Falula? That's on the second one. He's part of the German team. 
It's like a mess that has been heated and is now an even bigger mess. <laughs> no, I, I did like the weird German team that's that his, did that's Muse. His name. His name, you know Falula. He was on At Midnight all the time. The big German guy. Who was, what's his actual name? His name's Falula. I don't know what his character name is. Oh, I, okay. I'm, I'm a little lost on that one. He said the line, quote, it's like a big mess that has been heated. Yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, I saw the movie. <laughs> I know what you're talking I don't know about. What his character name is. His actual name is Falula. I'm not fucking kidding. We'll look that up later. Okay. Um, my take, my my favorite character of all time on the first movie is the Asian girl, mm-hmm. who you can barely understand. And I had to turn my volume up all the way and push my headphones into my brain to fucking understand her. But says the darkest, funniest shit all the time. Example. I hate my twin in the womb. Fair enough. I want to see it. I want to see a dead body. I think it's Stendhal County. Like, everything she says is fucking hilarious and dark. I love the Asian girl. Um, Anna Kendrick, of course. I mean, the whole thing's telegraphed. I mean, um, it's not like you're going to get any surprises, but no, it's no, no. highly enjoyable. But like, you know, the the chick that bangs Jason in uh, uh, in True Blood, uh, she's in it. She's like the... Oh, um, God, what's her name? And she's been in a lot of stuff, and she's really Lately, talented. yeah. She's really talented, and she's really pretty, but she has these very delicate features, and she in general gets cast as a Southern Belle. Yeah. God, I can't think of her name, unfortunately. Um, Hold on, give me a second. But everyone... Stop. Um... But yeah, like the whole uh, Anna cast. Anna Camp. Is that, is that her name? Anna yeah, Camp? Anna Camp. Well, that is weirdly unfortunate, I guess. That does not sound like her. But like I said, no, she's, like I said, she's been actually in a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Because, I mean, she was in the beginning of the Mindy Project. She's done bit parts on a lot of different sitcoms. She's she was on, on True Blood. Blood. I was going to say, and now she's perfect. Like I said, now she actually has a pretty good acting career. And like I said, she tends to get cast as Southern Bells. Or like dumb blonde, like leader of dumb blondes, like. But she's really good, and I. They all use their like voices. Like I, I did not know this. Now, do you, can you talk to me about the whole Elizabeth Banks connection? That's his. Lua Borg. That's his real name. Wow. All right. He's incredibly German and very funny. I do remember him on At Midnight. Here we go. Um, Elizabeth Banks is actually, I think, was she part she of produced, some... She produced and directed two and three. She did, and she produced one as well. Well, one, she was the commentator, right? Or one of the judges? She's in, no, she's a commentator, and I, I can't speak for three. I haven't seen it. Like I said, she was the commentator in... Sorry. She was the commentator in one. And, then, and two. And, to, like and I, said, I, I once again, I let's, let's took, ignore three because I don't know. Like I said, I believe she took over producing and directing for two. She directed two, but she executive produced one and two. Oh, I didn't realize she was Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, well, yes. And, and I Banks love, by the way, I love Michael Higgins. I, I want to say it's Michael Higgins Clark. That may not be right as the other commentator who's like incredibly sexist. And he's done a lot of other stuff, too. Like, he did a lot of work. Well, he was the lawyer who, like, kept hiding in uh, Arrested Development. He's he's one of those just character well, actors. He's, that he's, he's really good with improv, though. Yeah. Like, that's oh, yeah. kind of his shtick, so to speak. 
You're right, Michael Higgins Clark. Thank you. And I will always remember him from uh, Best in Show. Who was he? Oh, he was one of the gay couple. No, no, no. That's Joseph. Le- I was going to say Joseph Levy. Joseph Levy. Not even close. Eugene Levy. There we go. There you go. Like I said, no. No, was, Eugene Levy was the no, was one, one that was. He was the one. Eugene with the Levy was married to. No, he was one of the commentators in Best in Show. Eugene Levy wasn't. No, no, no. I was going to say. Michael Higgins Clark. He was. You're right. No, he was the one who was married to the lady who was trying to reconnect with the guy she was in the singing group with, and he was very uncomfortable about it. No, Michael Higgins-Clark was one of the gay couple. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Okay, I'm getting rid of this saucer. Sorry. I'm, Saucerless. I'm sorry to everyone who heard me clinking my mug against the saucer. Um, no, Michael Higgins-Clark is one of the gay couple. Okay, I'll have to go back and watch it. Which um, is a good movie to go back to and watch. I just want to kind of talk about the fact that they did introduce, like, you know, 20 more seconds of a Black Panther trailer during the Super Bowl. Haven't seen it, nor have I seen the new Avengers trailer, so... Eh. Mm. Here's the thing. Get that man the shield. Let's talk about Black Panther for a minute. I am a tingle for Black Panther. A tingle. Recently, my father has actually gotten into watching all of the Avengers movies in the Marvel Universe. Which when you, you say all the Avengers movies, that accounts for two. Just seen that. All of the members of the Avengers movies. So all of them. Yes, thank you. Is that better? All 19 million fucking... Well, and they're saying this is I... the best one. I'm going, it isn't. You say that every time. Critics say that every I'm sorry, time. Black Panther looks amazing. It does. But every Marvel movie, they go, oh, it's going to be... It's the funniest. It's the best. So I And like, fuck you, it's marketing. Because then I can't get my father to watch Guardians. Well, I also haven't tried. But I just don't think he'd enjoy it. But it's one of really? Those... The first Guardians? He's not... No offense. Doug, you've met my father. He's, and he's not yeah. a funny guy. He's my father has once been described as a book on a bookshelf containing infinite knowledge. That's about right. My dad is a very self-contained entity, and he doesn't have much of a sense of humor. Yeah, Guardians is not a good one. There you go. However, he's been really enjoying... Captain America, the first the first Avenger, which you know I effing hate. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And here's the thing: is that he's probably going to finish it today. And you know what I'm going to immediately do is make, make him watch Winter Soldier, which is the no, best Marvel I'm movie make him ever. Watch Agent Carter. Why? Because it was good, and it's a, I was going to say it's a companion piece. I really liked Agent Carter. I. D- and I have honey all over my fucking fingers. The second, the second, second season, season was, was way better great. than the first However, one. No, the second season was way better than the first. Like I said, I really like that you actually get to meet Jarvis. Yeah. Even though Paul Bettany's his voice in the wow. movies. Well, but you meet Jarvis, whose son is... And here's the, the thing, is that one of those things is like, I didn't think my dad would enjoy these movies. You know what movie he actually really enjoyed? Rambo. Ant-Man. Does he like heist movies? Here's the thing. You know what he likes about the series? Is that when they do things, they actually have consequences. He likes that when it's a new movie, it's not a new movie. They have to deal with things that happened in the movie before. Oh, he'll love Ant-Man and Wasp then. I actually told him that. Because the trailer, like, 
takes into it takes into account civil war. Well, and I was trying to talk to him about the Marvel Netflix, which I'm never letting him watch because he couldn't handle the gore. Yeah, no, my parents are like damn. Define damn. gore, like I, I'd say violence, but not gore. How about this? I'll make you a deal. I'll show him the hallway scene, and if he wants to watch the rest of the series, I will let him. The hallway scene's so fucking good. Daredevil season one, never, episode two, mm, the hallway scene. I will never, ever, ever let him watch Punisher. Break up again. What? We are never, ever, ever getting back together again. Like I said, no. I will and what is that voice? Were you trying to do Bane? Oh God, no! If I was trying to do Bane, I'd do the fingers. Or were you trying to do? I was more just being a dick. Okay. So, like I said, I will never let my father watch Punisher because, frankly, that would probably break his soul. Well, let him, like, build up to it. I don't think like he the could, rest of us I did. I don't think he could handle Jessica Jones. I didn't think he could handle Luke Cage. He'd be fine with Iron Fist, because fuck Iron Fist. But what was so... You say gore, but, like, there was violence, but it's not like... It's like people getting punched and thrown My across... My was not great with Batman Begins when Bane slaughtered everyone with his automatic rifle. Well, he wasn't in Batman Begins, but I know what you oh, mean. Oh, sorry. Dark Knight uh, yeah. Rises... I meant Dark Knight Rises. I'm very sorry. But like I said, my dad... When he wastes... Wait, wait, what? When he kills everybody with the... Well, not being specifically, but when they have the plan to take over and steal all the information. At, like the Wall Street Journal? Yeah. Uh, the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street <laughs> exchange scene? Yeah. There's not even blood? No, there's not. Like, you don't even but see who he's shooting at. But, I mean, that's You just point. can assume that no one dies in that one. No, a lot of people die. They might have been maimed. But like I said, he really likes, like I said, I'm trying to get him to watch Thor, because my parents are both big fans of Kenneth Branagh. First one, good for them. Yeah, pass. Second one, not so much. Oh no, I'm not trying to get them to watch the second one. However, I'm really, really trying to get my dad to watch Winter Soldier. Well, does he like, like, Three Days of Condor, or any of the, like, Twelve Angry but Men? the thing is that my dad... It's kind of like that, you know, Dennis Leary song. He likes football and books about war. I don't I mean, know. the asshole song. Like I said, I don't know about porno, but I know he likes football and books about war. And those could be porno to an asshole. But like I said, my dad's very conservative. Both my parents are pretty conservative. If you've been to their house, you know. I was there for a carnival thing party. Which I didn't ask for and they insisted on. And by carnival theme party, I'm just amazed that no one blew the guy from Jay Giles backstage. However, moving on. So my dad's very into the Avengers right now, so I think my <laughs> sister and I are going to try and drag him. And I uh, was going to say, what if my brothers-in-law, so to speak, out to the Alamo Draft House to see Black Panther? Which, by the way, I never want to go to another movie theater again. Alamo Draft House. It's just, it's, it's pricey the way it's set up. Oh no, it's super expensive. However, you get to pick your seats, which you can do at most theaters now. They do not put up with noisy people. They do not put up with phones. And their food is actually pretty fucking good. And drinks. Well, I wasn't drinking. Like I said, I had a really good fish and chips, and they brought me a soda, and they were very discreet. The last awesome. time I was at, like, a mo what's called a movie tavern... Uh, was when we were, if you followed us years and years ago, weirdly enough. Many years ago. 
um, when we were doing, um, I think we live tweeted, it was me and a uh, former host of Shooting the Gap when we were live tweeting the 7th, yeah, 7th uh, Fat and Furious movie, the one where they all get superpowers, um, and he and I were just getting... Wasted. Yeah, like you would during a... Fast and the Furious movie? Mm-hmm. You were the one. Um, however, so, speaking of Deborah going to the Alamo Draft House... Oh, I was going to say... Uh, which we love. Based on getting bombed, but all right. Like I said, we're going to move on to New Manji, or Chumanji. New Manji. Um, I actually did... I wouldn't say I didn't go to this by choice, but a friend of mine wanted to go see it, and he offered to take me. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to fight you. I, I don't have any adverse feelings towards it, but I'm not really that interested. It was shockingly good. Like, it was very interesting, and I actually, like, all of the kind of plot leaps they made make sense. And they do make reference to the early Jumanji movie. And, like I said, as opposed to Karen Gilliam wearing nothing basically the entire film, it makes sense in the context of the story. Also, damn, girl. Abs, apparently. Well, she's... She's basically dressed in a Laura Croft outfit, if that makes sense. Like, she's wearing shorts and, like, the tiny tank top, and she has the knives. Her, her name, I believe, is Ruby Rounds, Killer of Men. And one of her skills what? is Ruby Rounds, Killer of Men. And one of her strengths is dance fighting. I like that we all took a beat to, like, recognize that. Well, if you um, see the movie, it makes sense. Like I said, um... Jack Black is actually really good in this because he actually has to play a teenage girl trapped in his body. And, and that's what I really did like about that. the concept of the what the, I'm calling Numanji. Yeah. Yeah, that it was like Kevin Hart like is like the the jock. He's the zoologist and he's the he was gonna say he's the jock and he's like a foot and a half shorter than he'd normally be. Right, and, and like the no the rock is like the nerd. He is. And Karen Gillian is his name is something stupid like like courage, braveheart, like something ridiculous like that. Who's the lady play? Like uh, the girl, originally, she ends up being who? Uh, there's two girls. Oh. Yeah, well, I was gonna say one of them. Her name's Bethany, and she's the social obsessed girl. She ends up being Jack Black. Awesome. And, and the other one. There's like I said, it's the smart, nerdy redhead who's pro feminist, and she ends up being uh, Karen Gilliam. Oh Lord. It's actually pretty good. So what'd you think? I actually really liked it. Would I pay to go see it? No, I wouldn't. But would I watch it again if it was free or I had the DVD? Absolutely. Okay. Like I said, no, I really enjoyed it. Like, I was expecting this kind of shithole concept. No, it was actually very smart and very well done. And like I said, a lot of the graphics One thing I, were very I, I like a lot of the, like, gender reversal and, like, all that. Um, and Jack Black did wonderful trying to play a teenage girl. Like, he was excellent. Nothing beats him in Tropic Thunder, I'm sorry. Probably not, no. Evan! Elvin! Elvin! Just untie me, I'm okay now. <sighs> Suck the gravy, cradle the balls, or whatever the fuck he says. I think Tropic Thunder is actually now on Netflix, so I'm probably going to go home and watch it. Oh, it's a great movie. Are you kidding me? I went and saw that in theaters, and we damn near got kicked out because of how loud we were laughing. Yeah. And then I had a friend of mine that was working at a CD-DVD store when it came out, and he sold it to me four days early. I was so happy. Where do I segue from there? Um, well, do you want to pause? Because I totally have to pee. 
and I figured you might want to smoke. So, segues aside, let's get into more stuff. I watched Colossal. You really wanted to talk about this. With Anne Hathaway? I'm watching it. And Jason Sudeikis. Um, Sudeikis, sorry. It's not what I expected at all. What were you expecting? I was not expecting a dark comedy that involves with spousal abuse. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, okay, so Anne Hathaway finds out that at 8.05 a.m., every time she enters like this like, little playground park area, she controls a giant monster that terrorizes Seoul, South Korea. Um, Weird. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Um, but you do suspend your belief enough on that one. Uh, and it leads into a conversation about relationships that I was not expecting. Um, did it hit you in the feels? It did in terms of the physical abuse from, I guess, the physical abuse of relationship that Jason Sudeikis was in and she finds herself in with him, as well as the emotionally controlling relationship with, I almost said Dan Brown, um, who wrote The Da Vinci Code. But it's... Oh, I can't remember his fucking name. What else is he in? Legion. Oh, crap. And, um, and yeah, in Beauty and the Beast, he plays the Beast. Um, he plays the That's not true. Well, it's the voice. But anyways. Um, but Stephen Brown, or whatever his name is, um... He plays kind of an, uh, an emotional, abusive character. Um, it was... It got really real for a dark comedy, got but real I... Real? It got real real. Um, but I highly recommend it. it. It wasn't all what I expected. Okay. And I don't want to say uh, too much about it, because I really do want people to watch it. Kind of want them going blind. Yeah, which I I did, and wow. Like, I, I think it should be further up the list on films that are recognized. Let's... I don't want to get too much into this. But can we just talk about the Oscars for a second? Shape of Water should not be there for Best Picture. Well, no, Shape of Water was great. Best cinematography, absolutely. Best picture, not so much. Not so much. Get Out, I think, is only there due to affirmative action. I honestly believe that. I think you should shut your filthy whore mouth. I love that movie, and I hate horror films. But I think it's only there because it's African-American-centric. I, I mean, why the Oscar's so white. Exactly. And, and I'm, I'm not saying that Get Out is a bad movie, by any means. I think it's amazing. I think it does stand to be up there with uh, best writing, best original screenplay. Best directing? Absolutely. But best movie? Not so much. What do you think best, best movie is? God, I don't want to fucking say Phantom Thread. It was such... Phantom Thread was... Mm. Mm. 
Phantom Thread, as we all know, is the follow-up to Phantom Menace, where the woman can't find the hair in her shirt that's tickling her arm. And then there's a th Sith, played by, uh, I almost said Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Because, you know, you often get those two confused. Um, well, now I will. They both have three names. Like serial killers. Ted Bundy doesn't have three names. He probably has a middle name. What's it like? Like Ted Jason Bundy? Ted like Aloysius. Lee, like Ted Lee Bundy? Aloysius. Ted Aloysius Bundy? I like that. Ted Lindsay Bundy? Oh, that would make me kill. If my name is Ted Lindsay Bundy. Oh, I'm sorry, my voice is starting to hurt. What else do I have? Okay, so you're starting to fall apart on this one. No, I'm uh, sorry, it's the cold. I watched uh, Logan Lucky, which... Lucky Logan? No. That's why I didn't see the film, because the name was too awkward. Got it. Logan Lucky. It is. Called Logan Lucky. Mm. Uh, it's uh, the most recent uh, Steven Soderbergh. It is very Soderbergh, I will say that. Yeah, but is it Soderbergh like you should watch it, or it's Soderbergh like you be bored? It's Soderbergh like when you walk into it, you go, oh, this is what it is. Um, it's, so it's, like basically, it's basically Hillbilly Ocean's Eleven. Which is fucking like rad. Um, if only to hear Daniel Craig's West Virginian accent. Which is, apparently, a lot of people get put off by that, but I found it hypnotizing. Fair enough. Um, Adam Driver, uh, uh, Channing Tatum, um, everyone in it. Katie Holmes is still alive, and she's in it. Okay. Um, I loved, I loved Logan Lucky. So, big thumbs up? Big thumbs up. I'm sorry, love it, not shovel it? Love it, not shovel it. Um, we will get into it uh, just for a little bit. Um, I've been playing Uncharted 4 because... Keep talking, I just, like I said, my voice is starting to hurt, so you're going to have to take the lead. Okay. Because um, no episode in recent memory is <laughs> remiss without me talking about Uncharted. Um... I started playing Uncharted 4, which I bring up because it is the first one for PlayStation 4. The graphics are next level, Explosion. next gen. Yeah. Um, my only issue is that um, two things. Uh, one is a little bit about mechanics um, in terms of... Game mechanics? Yeah. Like, if you run up to something, sometimes the cue disappears and sometimes it reappears. So I kind kind of constantly have to do like 360s around stuff to get <coughs> my to get my treasures or to boost someone up or to you know do something. Um, my big issue with it, huge issue with it, is that it introduces Nathan Drake, who has since been kind of on his own. Uh, you get that in the third game where he's found on the streets by Victor Sullivan, Sully, uh, and been brought up like to be a master thief um, and treasure hunter. Um, this one introduces Sam, his long-thought-dead estranged brother. Because, of course. Yeah. Deb, I love your eye roll on that one, because I completely agree. Um, it, it seems a little weird. Yeah. It's it's ham fisted. It's a little I typewriter hands. 
I, I, I just don't understand why they had to do that, and I'm really hoping by the end of the game that Sam dies. I've not gotten there. The name of our new novel, Sam Dies at the End. And uh, that the next uh, Uncharted game, which I, I, I hope they're developing. Um, why wouldn't they? It's a hit series. Yeah, the movie's gonna fuck that shit up. Much like uh, Assassin's Creed? No, beyond that, actually. Um, apparently, the Uncharted movie has cast uh, Thomas Holland. Boo. Um, well, yay. He's a good actor. Well, yes, but we all want Nathan Fillion. Exactly. Um, the that fact that they're doing, actor, like, a, a, the Nathan fact that they're it. making the movie a prequel is uh, shite. I wish you guys could see me flopping in the booth right now. Oh, she's. It's. I'm going boneless. Yeah, it's I'm going flopping. Ragdoll. Full on ragdoll. And in uh, in the words of uh, Tropic Thunder, you never go full on ragdoll. Um, uh, can we talk about Doki Doki? Is that right? So it's technically like a visual novel. It's like one of those like dating games you would play. I'm like you know like like the little game you download. It's like the anime dating game when you're like choose this or choose this. Depend on what vampire you want to be with. Okay. So it's called Doki Doki Literary Club, and. You think it's like, you know, a lighthearted dating game? It is fucking not. It is a horror game. Like, to the level of serial experiment lane. So what happens is you start as this character. Oh, what? Serial experiment lane. What is serial experiment? It's another anime. If you haven't watched them, you Oh, okay. That's just the thing I don't know about. Okay, cool. Like I said, so what happens is you get into this game, and in the beginning, you totally think it's like one of those, like, lighthearted dating games. That, you know, you played it fucking burn time or if you're bored or if you're a teenage boy or girl mm -hmm. and you get into it and like I said your character which is a male character like reconnects with a childhood friend and she convinces him to join their literary club at school because it's a bunch of hot fucking girls and at the end of the first playthrough she ends up hanging herself and you find her and then the game glitches and resets and completely fucks up like it's one of those games that uses the technology well like on, on purpose yes like, it really is a horror game, and it keeps glitching and resetting and, like, breaking the fourth wall. And, it's a great game, but fuck you in your fucking face. Fuck that game, but it's really good, and I like it. What would be the opposite of fuck you in your fucking face is dad likes. So dad likes. As I told you, my dad has gotten really into the adventure series lately. Mm -hmm. Because he likes the fact that there's actual consequences to the actions. Also, he really likes the sound because he finally got like the 4G TV and he has the Bluetooth and his hobby is setting up the surround sound system. So if you ever want to hear a movie like it should be heard... So if you ever want to hear Ant-Man shrinking, her place is the place to be. My dad's place, but yeah, like I said, if you want to ever hear a movie like it's meant to be heard, like watching Inception in that place, oh my fucking god. However, speaking of dad, so Doug and I were out of contact for a few days this last week. One, because I abandoned the original Clap Cave and moved into a new place, which I doubt we'll ever record it. Not that we're not welcome, I just don't see it happening. <laughs> and uh, my phone was off for a few days, and my dad and I went to go buy a new phone. And despite my best intentions, I ended up with my first ever Apple phone. And how do you feel about iPhones, Deb? I've only had it for two days, and I'm not used to it yet. 
Okay. I am a little annoyed because they did figure out an app to transfer all of my information from Android into Apple. You know what my app that didn't copy in was? Ingress. My period app. Well, yeah, it's called iPeriod, I'm sure. No, no, it's, it's, it's actually... It Don't look it up. It, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's called, like, you know, P Central or something like that. Yes, I know, you can laugh whenever you say that. But like I said, I've got five years of information on my menstrual cycle that did not transfer my iPhone. Five years of ways to doesn't have a five-year-old. The end. Pretty much, yeah. And um, I was going to say, the other apps that I had to re-download were fine. I found a new app, I was saying I found a new app for my, uh, I was going to say, menstrual cycle. And as I told my dad, because why we bought the iPhones, it was a buy one, get one. And it was, was it called iBleed? No, it's called Clue. As in, I'll clue you into when you're about to ruin your panties. Oh, you... <laughs> Listen to the, the big mouth where it's like, oh, and I made you wear the white shorts. She's like, is it, is it, is it... Yeah, like I said, however, like I said, Ingress did transfer over, and as I told my father, if Ingress wasn't opened to Apple, this wouldn't have even been a conversation. I but you knew it him, was, because well, I had it. Because they opened it up, like, what, a year ago? year and a half More ago? than that. Like a year and a half? Two years no, ago? No, more than that. Like two years ago? Uh, sure. Spider Doug. Spider Doug. That was your name in Ingress. Yeah. But like I said... So I'm in an Apple now, and it's weird, although what's funny is I also have an Apple desktop and an Apple laptop. So we're working on it. The worst part is I just got Join the dark side, Dub. Like I said, the worst part is I just got a package of USB cords the day before because all of mine died. However, I can still use them to charge my external batteries, so I can't complain. And my shower, I was going to say, and my shower speaker. Mistakes you made. I got a big one. This week was pretty good. I, I may have gotten my brother-in-law used to me making him lunch, but I mean, that's not a problem. Wintentional, I think, was what we called that? I think that. it's wintentional. Okay. It's one of those where I'm making lunch and it takes me ten seconds more effort to make him lunch, so why wouldn't I? Because you make two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Actually, I make tacos a lot. Mm. Yeah, breakfast tacos, regular tacos. Actually, last night I made turkey and cheese sandwiches, toasted turkey and cheese sandwiches. Okay. Yeah. Other mistakes I made? Okay. I don't even know how to explain this. It, it's a toilet thing. So my bathroom in the downstairs where I stay keeps an extremely low water level. Like, really low water level. Uh -huh. So if you flush it too hard, it's like the worst bidet of all time. Okay. So what you have to do is you always shut the lid before you flush. My mistake was not putting that note that said that before my brother-in-law's birthday party because there were a lot of people that got surprised by that toilet. They got flushed by their own urine? Exactly. Wow. Yep. My sister very sweetly warned me of that before the first time I used it, so I always knew to shut the lid, then flush the toilet. The people that were there for the party did not. I should have put a note on the toilet tank. Close me before you... Yeah, yeah shut lid before flushing. Which was my life in high school. Um, <laughs> the mistake I made. <clears throat> I was talking to former 
uh, hosts of Shooting the Gap, Ryan. We like Ryan. We like Ryan. And we start talking about religion. Oh, big mistake. Well, Huge mistake. Apparently, the, the whole joke started as that when he was at the Western Sox, Western Sox show with Ew. his kids. Yeah. Imagine the... Yeah. Western Sox show. Um, there was some prayer circle who was like, and now we're going to pray to our Lord. And Ryan said, Chuck. Your Lord, Chuck? Right. Now, apparently, Deb is... Sorry, your Lord and Savior, Chuck, which just makes me think of Zachary Levi. Levy? So... Levy? Which makes... Yes, okay. So, apparently... They started singing about Jesus, which disappointed Ryan that they were not singing to Chuck. At which point, I started falling down a rabbit hole talking to my friend Ryan about our new god, Chuck. Now, I have not confirmed this. I do not know. Did he design Chuck Taylors? Apparently, Chuck is the name that God takes on Earth. When he likes to play skee-ball? Close. When he takes human form on Supernatural. Wow, good guess on that one. And actually, I'm thinking about starting to watch Supernatural. Um, played by the guy who can't pee in waiting. God, what was this character's name? Doesn't matter. But apparently, that actor plays... Chuck. Yeah, like God's, God's flesh form. sleeve. Um, flesh sleeve? Flesh sleeve. Um, and apparently is very funny and whatever. But my thing is like, did I not catch the supernatural reference because I don't watch it? And then Ryan just kind of let me go on this weird rabbit hole about building mythology around this god Ryan's Chuck. Also probably used to listening to things he doesn't understand because of his daughter. Or me. Like, he's probably used to listening to 30, 45-minute rants about things he doesn't understand because he's used to you guys. I guess he is. Um, so do we have a do we have an exit strategy on this one? Um, I wanted to talk about a social contract for a couple minutes. Sure. We've talked about many times about, thank you very much, how our social contract is towing the line between being courteous and polite to your fellow humans and not getting blocked all over. Correct. <laughs> I recently came into contact with a friend of my sister's who was talking about a client of his who told him once that he thought maybe he was put on this earth to get into the left lane and act as a pace car. If you're the fucking dickwad who gets into the left lane and goes slower, you can fuck yourself right in the fucking face. If you want to go slower, go into the goddamn right lane. You are not the pace car and shut your filthy whore mouth. If those people want to speed and get a ticket, you let them fucking do it. If you ain't first, you're last. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.